Welcome back to another episode of Authentic Influence. I'm your host, Adam Connor. On today's show, we get under the skin of a brand focused on your skin. More on that in a second. If you're brand new to the show, here's what we're all about. It's a show talking to brands who are mobilizing their masses to become more authentic, and we learn how they do it. And today, I'm on with a company called Tula Skincare, specifically a double feature. I'm on with their founder, Dr. Roshini Raj, as well as their CEO, Savannah Sachs. Now, I've had a little bit of content on skincare before. We talked to Birchbox just a few months ago, from which Savannah came to Tula. And in this episode, we talk all about how wellness and skincare and personal care have come together in the current context and not only have proven to be a boon for the business, but also as a way for them to lean into purpose. And specifically towards the end of the interview, we have a few stories about that. But I thought this was interesting because as always, beauty and skincare specifically is a very personal topic and it's one which is rich with recommendations proving to be a growth source. And through the use of both influencers and real consumers, Tula gets this done. So it was great to be able to learn a little bit more about that and I'm happy to share it with you now. So I'll step aside and I'll let you be joined by the founder and CEO of Tula Skincare, Dr. Roshini Raj and Savannah Sachs. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. I am here with Tula Skincare, specifically with Savannah Sachs and Roshini Raj. How are you both doing? Thank you so much for joining the show. We're great. Thanks for having us. Yeah, excited for the conversation today. Could we start just with an overview of what Tula is? I know skincare is very broad. I don't know too much about skincare, probably unfortunately for me. But could you just let me know a little bit? Can we get a level set as to what Tula is all about? Sure. Yes, definitely. Well, I yeah, I was going to say, who better to share than our fearless founder? So, Rashini, take it away. Absolutely. So, Tula Skincare is skincare that is clean skincare based uh, with a foundation of superfoods and probiotics. And probiotics really are, you know, how this whole story started uh, about six, seven years ago. I'm actually a gastroenterologist, so that's not something very common in the beauty or skincare world, but I am an internal medicine doctor and had been practicing for many years and really was so fascinated by the microbiome and, and really developed a passion for it. And we can definitely go into more about how that led to Tula, but basically I realized that probiotics and healthy, good for you bacteria are not only great for your inside, but also wonderful for your skin. And it's something I noticed with my patients who were taking probiotics or eating probiotic-rich foods and really notice changes both inside and out. And that's what led me, uh, along with my two co-founders, to start Tula, which at that time was a very innovative concept in the world of skincare, um, not only using probiotics, but you know all these other superfoods that we hear about so much in terms of our diet and nutrition, also using them topically for your skin. And six, six and a half years later, here we are. Well, that's a really interesting thing. So this was something that you saw as like a, like a good side effect from patients that you were seeing? It's like, oh, this just happens to really work for their skin. Is that, is that sort of what, what clicked in your head? It's like, oh, I bet, yeah. I bet you this would make for good. Is that, is that how that happened then? Am I saying that right? It was. You are. Yeah. And, and it's funny because I, you know, have been always wanted to be a doctor and both my parents are doctors and it's kind of in my DNA. And uh, along with that career, which I loved and still love, I started doing a lot of media work about 12, 13 years ago, where I was really 
uh, interested and excited about educating the public about really all sorts of health matters, um, anything related to wellness. And I would, I would and still do go on news shows and, and podcasts like yours. And then I write for Health Magazine. I'm the editor there. So that was sort of my second career um, in addition to being a doctor. And I loved the fact that both of those really did help people live healthier lives. And then when I started noticing these effects, just as you said, from probiotics and the fact that they really helped uh, women and men with skin issues as well as internal issues, um, I thought, well, maybe it is time for a third, a third venture. And this time, this would be the first really entrepreneurial thing I'd ever done. Um, but it seemed to be one of those aha moments that don't happen very often, uh, particularly in, in medicine, unless you are, you know, the actual researcher working on a cure for something. Uh, so it seemed like a pretty special observation and moment. And I was lucky enough to have two co-founders that really believed in the idea and had experience in the beauty industry. So I was someone who never thought I'd get into this beauty world, but very much in it and excited about it and passionate now. And, and of course, you know, lucky to have incredible team members as well as our superstar CEO who we have right here. Well, what a great uh, third venture to take on. I can't imagine you had uh, all that time to put together, but wow, I mean, that's just the entrepreneurial spirit though, isn't it? You make time for these sorts of things. Now, Savannah, I want to ask you because uh, I, I want to learn how you got into the fold here and, and what led you to Tula and what about Tula drew you in? Previously, you were at Birchbox, another massively successful organization, Re recent feature here on the show as well. And so I'm curious, what, what about... Uh, what about this opportunity drew you in? Yes, definitely. So as you mentioned, I most recently was at Birchbox and that's where I really fell in love with being in the beauty space. You know, it's a space where you really have the ability to combine right brain and left brain. And it's also deeply personal and emotional way to connect with customers. And I think hearing Rashini's light bulb moment in her own practice um, was exactly the type of moment that drew me into Tula. And, you know, beauty is also a, um, a great business. You know, there's unbelievable tailwinds in the market. There's great economics. And um, there's also a really exciting dynamic uh, direct to consumer and sort of digitally native space in beauty right now specifically. And so, it felt like the perfect next step for me, sort of taking what I'd learned at Birchbox, you know, driving a um, digitally native e-commerce business um, and jumping to the brand side and really joining Tula got me incredibly excited because not only is there this truly differentiated um, brand positioning around probiotics as a breakthrough innovation in skincare and wellness. Um, but we're also a clean brand. And that is, of course, an incredibly important growth opportunity within beauty. And I would argue even more important now with the impact of COVID-19 on the, on the consumer psyche. And so it felt like the stars were aligning um, and was incredibly impressed by Rashini and the founding story and felt like also my sweet spot in terms of going to an earlier growth stage brand and business where there was an incredibly strong foundation and the ability to really run with things and lean in and drive even more rapid growth and build 
you know, a rock star team and culture. So um, I was thrilled to get connected and join Tula about two years ago now. And it's been quite the adventure since. Well, quite the adventure over the last two years. And I would say, especially over the last three or four months. And since you mentioned it, I, I want to ask, there's been an incredible amount of importance placed upon taking care of yourself during this time, not just uh, by not going outside and staying indoors, but also taking care of yourself from the inside out. This general atmosphere of importance of self-care, it comes all the way down to trending hashtags on TikTok. It's very, very popular right now. How do you lean into that through skincare as part of the mix? Yeah, that's a great question. And you know, we've spoken to the fact that Tula really sits at that intersection of beauty and wellness. And we also have a very strong direct-to-consumer business that is the majority of revenue, over 50% of the business. And so we were very well positioned heading into COVID-19, given our focus on beauty and wellness and also our um, online sort of digitally native D2C roots. And what we're seeing in in the business is therefore that everything is significantly up which which you know we feel very fortunate to be so well positioned and um be coming out of covid even stronger and seeing such incredible consumer enthusiasm and revenue growth and really unpacking i think what we're seeing whereas previous generations have seen the lipstick effect during difficult economic times, what we've been seeing is really the skincare effect or even the self-care effect in which the consumer is increasingly focused on her health and happiness and coming to skincare and the ritual of her skincare routine, given not only the economic uncertainty, but also the health uncertainty right now. And so the consumer is really focusing on, you know, what are the responsible, easy ways, especially when they're at home and, for example, not wearing as much makeup or wearing a face mask out in public, where they can really invest in that ritual and routine of skincare um, as a way to maintain their, their health and wellness and happiness in, in these uncertain times. And so we're seeing as a result just incredible demand on tula.com um you know some data points to sort of bring it to life and and using april as a microcosm tula.com had our strongest month ever we were up 6x year over year more than double revenue in march um and interestingly the majority of sales driven from new customers and aov or basket size actually trending up significantly as well and so what that's telling us is that, again, there's this new customer who's looking for that ritual and routine and complete skincare um, uh, experience. And, and so we're just we're incredibly thrilled to welcome so many new customers to the Tula community. It's been it's been a wild ride. I'm sure it has to, to have those sorts of, uh, of numbers all at once. And of course, to have all of these customers coming in for the first time, having these experiences and doing so, which is, of course, accretive to the business. That's obviously great uh, for the brand side. I want to ask a little bit about that growth. It's something that I have noticed among direct-to-consumer brands specifically and within wellness. I see it within health. I see it within uh, better-for-you food. And now I'm seeing it here with Tula. And I'm wondering exactly where those folks came in from. 
This show is a lot about how masses are mobilized to spread authentic messages. And yes, a lot of times that means recommendations for what to try. And I've seen that recommendations are taken very, very seriously during this time, whether it be related to protective equipment or otherwise, and that includes skincare. So I'm going to get to that specific point in a second, but the first thing I'll start with is something which is undeniable within beauty and skincare included within that is that the influencer economy is huge. I'm curious in some of the ways in which you work with influencers as a means of advancing the brand. And then I have a few questions after that about the customers themselves, but let's start with influencers. How, how do they fold in to the way that you grow? Great question. And uh, one of our favorite topics at Tula. And, you know, going back to who we are as a brand, um, and I think to your point, touching on how do you authentically tell that story? You know, what better way to translate the science of probiotics as a breakthrough innovation in skincare to be relevant and understandable for the modern consumer? than to have authentic content creators and influencers with incredibly engaged audiences that trust them deeply tell that story for us. And so our influencer community has been one of our key growth engines. And we really see our influencers as an extension of the brand. You know, they're on the front lines um, explaining Tula, introducing Tula um, to their audiences. And so we really do it a bit differently. We run it entirely in-house and our rockstar influencer partnership team is developing deep relationships with these influencers. You know, I believe the authenticity really starts there. Um, you know, we know our influencers' birthdays and their kids' birthdays, and, and we send them flowers on Mother's Day. And it's really about that one-to-one -one relationship with the influencer first. And we always begin any partnership by sending them products and seeing if, we, if they like them. You know, it needs to begin with an authentic um, experience with Tula. And so it starts there. And if someone isn't interested in, in sharing Tula with their audience, no hard feelings. You know, we'd rather really work with folks that feel like Tula is right for them. And so we then work on long-term partnerships. And I think then that is really important to the authenticity piece where our influencers are speaking about Tula several times a month, and we're um, working on 12 month partnerships. And that's repetition and really authentic use of Tula is what builds those strong relationships with, with their own audience. We also give them 100% creative control. Um, we typically don't review posts before they go live. You know, again, we really trust our, our content creators and um, we do the work up front to build those relationships and um, they use Tula well. And again, they're, they're best positioned to be able to translate the science of probiotics and, and the magic of the Tula brand to their audience. And so we really give them, um, we trust them deeply and we give them that creative control. And so then, you know, how does that translate into business results? Well, uh, it's our it's our most powerful in terms of both size and ROI um, growth channel for us, and and it drives up to fifty percent of revenue in every given month. And we we actually run it almost like a distribution channel where our partners we see as entrepreneurs, and so they get a percentage of every sale, and we're really partners in it together. Um, and so, you know, all that work up front to build trust, have that authentic um, storytelling with our influencer partners leads to great business results. 
I'm glad to hear that influencers are such a great uh, growth channel for the business. And of course, that they can become personally invested in it as well. Let me turn for a second to uh, the, the new or perhaps existing consumers that you've been seeing and how they may be used as a channel. Um, I'm curious specifically, what are some of the ways in which you encourage a customer who, who might not be an influencer in the way that is classified as the ones that you're developing the 12 month partnerships with. I'm wondering how you're encouraging them to share their own stories too. I'm sure that there is a, a fair bit of, uh, at the very least buzz at the most increased business from the result of a friend telling a friend, Hey, this skincare is actually working pretty well for me. And so I'm curious in some of the ways in which you encourage that level of sharing too. Yeah, well, I'm sure yeah, Rashidi well, and I I'll, can tag team on this. Do you want to kick off? Yeah, Rashidi? I mean, I'll start by saying that just as I think it's the core really to our work with influencers, I think that the products and their efficacy are really the core to what drives sharing the message. Um, and I think that's very true for the customers. And just as you said, friends are recommending to friends or loved ones. It all comes down to how they react to the product. And, you know, Tula means balance in Sanskrit, and the whole line is really um, dedicated to helping women and men achieve balance in their skin and really confidence, which is the byproduct of that. And the more they are falling in love with their skin again, the more likely they are to talk about it to their friends and loved ones. And we just have the most kind of heartwarming and motivating testimonials every day from customers. Um, and of course we, you know, use some of those um, on our site and in other ways, but it really, it really validates what we're doing in the product development process and really, you know, being very true to ourselves in terms of these are all products that I personally love to use, created with a purpose, and everyone in the office, you know, are, we're like personally heartbroken when one of our products is out of stock because we desperately need it ourselves. <laughs> uh, that's how much right. we really believe in it. Um, but then we do have things like a digital skin quiz on our site that helps customers who are new to Tula help them kind of figure out or diagnose what their skin needs are and and um, create a regimen that's personalized just for them. So there are different ways for them to interact and uh, inform them on, you know, they're informing us and we're informing them. So it's definitely a two-way street. Any stories in particular that rise to the top when you think about either from an influencer perspective or from a consumer just sharing their story around to their friends and family about ways in which Tula has has been more than just a way to maintain a skin regimen, but but perhaps is a way that's uh, changed completely the way they the way they looked and maybe felt about themselves. I, I tend to find our, our listeners really like these stories, but I tend to find that those are particularly compelling and powerful ways to to be spreading an authentic message if it really does have a truly authentic impact on someone. So. Any stories like that you just have off the top of your head uh, the, the, to share with us? Yeah, well, actually, a recent story, which um, was just incredibly powerful, was um, a nurse reaching out and sharing how, given that she's wearing PPE and, and you know face masks day in, day out on the front lines in her hospital, that she was turning to Tula at the end of the day specifically our self-care Sunday nourishing face mask to really replenish and restore and rebalance her skin. And it was just that small thing that we were bringing in terms of positivity and hope um, and, and helping her manage through 
the pandemic. And, um, you know, she took the time to, to write our customer experience team. And Justin, who leads that team, shared her message with the full team in, in Slack. And, you know, it, it'll bring a tear to your eye in terms of how we can do our small part to help, especially in times like these. So that's a, a very... Um, you know, recent example, I would also say that, you know, thinking back to when we launched our acne franchise, um, and as Rashini mentioned, we, we share these testimonials on our site. You can actually go and, and, and listen and watch videos from our customers firsthand. Um, but hearing the stories around the challenges with acne and how that really can erode your confidence. And then hearing about how Tula, um, you know, one of our favorite things to hear is that um, folks feel confident going outside without makeup on and, and how they go through that deeply personal and emotional relationship with their skin and, and can really um, gain control of their acne and how much of an impact that has on their day-to-day -day life. You know, I think that the, the acne focus for us has been incredibly powerful. Um, and so I couldn't even pick one story there because um, all of the, the outpouring of support when we launched our acne franchise was just remarkable. Yeah, I could imagine that, especially with something like acne, this has been an incredible uh, help. But then within this context, I uh, just, I, well, you know what? I wasn't even thinking about it because I guess I'm not, I'm not a frontline first responder, but yeah, that must be hell on people's faces to be wearing that stuff all day. And of course, I've you see it where people are wrapped up in a mask or two or three, especially if they're working in those units and, uh, you know, being able to take advantage of something like Tula, I'm sure is a is an excellent way to bring some normalcy back to those harsh conditions. And, and maybe it's on that topic that I, I ask about, as I do often here, about purpose. This is something that folks want to talk about, uh, obviously, right now, as you can imagine, uh, more than anything. <laughs> uh, but I, I'm curious in some of the ways, and whether it be related to this context or not, some of the ways in which Tula leans into investing and in being purpose-driven, generally speaking. Yes, definitely. Well, um, you know, maybe to start, because it is um, very topical and relevant, Rashini, would you like to share about our Mass for Mass program that we've been running over the last few months? Absolutely. Yeah. So we have always had this mission, and, and I said even before founding it, really this mission of helping people live healthier lives. And of course, that all became very uh top of mind the last few months for all of us, um, but in particular, those that were working on the front lines and in the hospital specifically, in the ICU specifically, um, we are based in New York City. So we definitely um, have borne the brunt of it uh, here in the United States and, and seen firsthand what's been happening. And really everyone at the company, um, when, you know, when our, we're all very mission driven, that's why we're working at Tula. Um, we all want to help people feel better, feel more confident, and seeing what was going on with the frontline workers wanted to do something as a company. Um, and what we decided to do was, you know, we, we are kind of, one of the things we're known for is our masks and, and people love them. And we've had a few kind of exclusive masks, limited edition ones. And so we created a program where we, which was called Masks for Masks, where we basically, uh, would have people, anyone who purchased a mask, which was discounted, all of the proceeds, 100%, went to an organization that actually provides masks for frontline workers, um, healthcare workers. 
So it was really just a great kind of synergy of the person who's buying the mask, the consumer is doing something for themselves in terms of self-care, which is so important during a time like this, but they also can feel great about the fact that they're actually helping um, like donating a mask to someone on the front lines. And we had a wonderful response to it from our customers, it, even for our own team morale during such a stressful time. I think it was really a win-win overall. Right. Yeah. Well, of course, I love those stories that uh, that that pop up of you. You take the consumption of the brand and you tie it to to donations to causes. I've I've seen that's become a very popular thing, but especially right now, and you know, it's nicely tongue in cheek to have mask mask for mask. And that's a, that's a great program, but to be providing, you know, in two ways, you know what I mean? Because it's like the personal care that you're accustomed to, and then it's also the protective equipment that you need. Um, I really yeah. like that story. That's great. Yeah. And I think, you know, I've been reflecting a lot as, as a leader in times like these. And I think that these challenging moments are when you need to lean in on your values and your purpose, you know, even more intentionally. And so, you know, I think Mass for Mass was a great initiative that we were able to take action on quickly. Um, and, and taking a step back, you know, I think we're also doing a lot of work behind the scenes to really explore the emotional side of our brand. Um, and so, you know, to, to speak to that just quickly, you know, we have spoken a lot today already about the functional side of our brand, right? Like we have this unique probiotics and superfood story. We're a clean and effective brand and our products work. You know, as Rashini said, it really starts with great products that deliver the results that our customers are looking for. Um, but from day one, you know, Rashini's light bulb moment was so deeply tied to that emotional journey that her patients were on. And ultimately, our vision is around inspiring confidence and helping our customer really embrace their skin and, and everything that that speaks to and means, um, both inside and out. And so we're actually focusing a lot internally on how can we bring that to life for the consumer and even... Um, better and more consistent in bigger ways. And so, you know, for example, we'd really try to avoid some of the traditional beauty marketing tactics. And we believe that language and imagery is so important. And so, you know, for example, you won't see in market um, before and after we really try to speak to beautiful before and beautiful after. And the language that we use when speaking about Tula and our products really needs to inspire confidence and, and be from a positive light. And so, for example, later this year, actually, we're launching um, a new franchise, a new focus for us, and it is um, an anti-aging line, but we are purposely not calling it anti-aging. We are calling it ageless. And um, really, we're focusing on ageless being the new anti-aging because we believe that those small elements really make a big difference when you're speaking positively and inspiring confidence for, for our community. So it comes back to and just sort of like speaks to how we think about our brand and the exciting things we're looking to lean in on um, that you'll see more to come later this year. Well, that'll be certainly interesting. Uh, and, you know, I've seen... Uh, Every time I see something like that in the market, honestly, it is. It refers straight to anti-aging. And as a matter of fact, and again, as I said at the top, I'm not a skincare expert. I'm not even a skincare amateur. But when I see things in media for skincare, I mean, it's it's before and after. I see those juxtapositions. So that's really, I'm glad that you're taking a different approach to it. And especially with a new franchise. 
Can I go back to something you just said at the beginning of that last answer? You said you guys have been learning a lot right now through these times, and it just it sparked a question, and I, I would be remiss not to ask it. What do you think has been the strongest learning coming out of this? And maybe with regards to the values that you continue to stand up for and expand upon, do you think that one, either related to a mission statement of yours or a value statement of yours or something that you, you personally believe in has been especially amplified and emphasized as a result of this? I'm just curious as to what you've come away with. So many learnings over the past few months. You know, I think what I come back to is um, the idea of resilience and, and what that looks like in action. And one of our core values at Tula is growth mindset. And it's this idea that let's celebrate the wins and also it's okay to make mistakes. Let's learn from those and grow. And we want to grow as individuals, as team and as a business. And I think, you know, in the last few months, I've been so incredibly impressed by our team demonstrating that growth mindset and being able to pivot um, given the impact of COVID-19 on the business and really lean in because we're seeing such incredible momentum and, um, and growth, uh, especially on our online business. Um, so, you know, I would say for me, that's that's the biggest learning is a that I'm incredibly lucky to have such a fantastic team, and you know, to be in the trenches together, um, and also just this idea of a growth mindset being really key to surviving, and and not just surviving, but thriving in times like these. It's always good to have that great team around you and to uh, to rely upon them to to give you inspiration and also to inspire them, especially as as you said earlier in this show, figure out how to uh, how to build those authentic relationships. And this is a good segue into the round out question for the day, which is a similar question to what I ask most folks who come on this show, listeners, and you know what's coming as well because you're used to it. It's sort of our advice column on this podcast. And the short question is, what, what's some of your best advice or top tips about how to become more authentic in marketing and messaging and branding? But I'll beef it up a little bit or perhaps just provide some context with this. And that is that the listeners to our show are up-and-coming brand builders themselves. And generally speaking, they emulate the paths of the people that I talk to. And what they get a ton of value of is either through the voice of a mentor of the guest or through a standout story or perhaps through a mistake made or a pitfall avoided, they learn in these anecdotal ways about things that our guests learned about how to, again, approach that A word, authenticity. So perhaps we get a double feature here, but I'm curious to know, and either again, through this or through your broad learnings through the Tula journey, what are some of your top tips about how to become more authentic when it comes to building relationships with consumers and when it comes to building a brand? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a big question to end on. I it's love a big that. one. It's the big, it's like and a finale in a, in a fireworks show. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I, I'd shared two things. The first would be that to be an authentic brand, it really needs to start internally with your own culture and set from the top. And so I believe that, you know, for myself in my own role, like really being an authentic leader and that being a journey and something that you can always improve upon. Um, but how can I, you know, set from the top this idea of authenticity being so critically important and really embed it into our own team culture. Because I think if you don't have that internally, it's going to be incredibly challenging and quite artificial, to be frank, if you're trying to then be authentic with the customer. So, you know, I think it starts internally from within and from the top. Um, and so it's something I, I think a lot about. The second piece I would share, which we really touched on 
over the last 30 minutes is, you know, don't be afraid to have others tell your story, whether it's customers or in our case as well, our incredible influencer and content creator community, you know, really letting your community tell your story for you in ways that are incredibly relevant and authentic to their own audiences where they've built that incredible trust. Um, that can be incredibly powerful and maybe counterintuitive, right? Because you're, you're actually giving away your brand voice in some ways, but I think that that's pretty powerful in and of itself um, and something that we, we focus a lot on at Tula. Well, that's certainly something that I've heard as well. There's always that worry that I think it's an initial worry. And I think because most people don't have it out for an organization, especially one like like yours involved in wellness and well-being, I mean, such a positive foundation there to give away not all the keys to the kingdom, but maybe a key or two in order to get people to tell their real stories. I think the benefits very much outweigh whatever uh, perceived worry there is at the uh, at the outset. But I'm so glad to have that advice from you and 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 to learn a little bit more about this story today. I think, you know, I've had one other conversation on this show in which the topic of skincare was approached. And admittedly, in that episode, and this was a few months ago, this was Birchbox, by the way, I had committed to getting more literate about it. Now, what that ended up doing was means that Adam went to the uh, store and bought a new face wash. And that's not really what you aim to go for to become a skincare pro. But having more of these conversations has certainly made me think more about it, as I'm sure uh, the many, many, many customers who have joined Tula in the last couple of months have been doing. And to hear it directly from you um, and, and uh, Dr. Raj, to have your opinions and, and your story about the founding here as well has just been a treat. So, Thank you both so much for, for coming on and sharing a little bit more about your stories. Thank you. Thank you. Really great to, great to discuss today. Thank you so much to Dr. Roshini Raj and Savannah Sachs from Tula for joining the show today. And I will note that I wasn't only using face cleanser, I also picked up a lotion. All right, so I'm getting better at skincare, but I've got a long way to go. Thanks for educating me a little bit. If you liked this show, here's what you can do next. You can listen to like a hundred more of these, literally. Check out our website, podcast.baboom.co. This is where the Digest of Authentic Influence lives, at least in one place. I've been doing these interviews since October of 2018, and as I said, over a hundred brands have been featured, and I think you'd like to see some of the other names we've spoken to. Of course, you can just stay subscribed right here where you have been subscribed. We release three times a week. Also, head over to LinkedIn. Authentic Influence Podcast is a page there with all of this content, plus other little tidbits, as well as my personal space. Adam Connor, reach out to me, connect, make a recommendation as to a future guest, or just let me know what you're thinking, and I'll be sure to take all of it under consideration pretty much immediately. I'll be right back with another fantastic show about how a brand is mobilizing its masses to become more authentic each and every day. And until then, I've been Adam Connor, and for Authentic Influence, you'll hear from me again next time.